everyone. It's Mark here, aka Captain DeFi from the Oz DeFi Association. It's been a little while since we've done these, but we are doing another Getting to Know the Community show. This time it's with Josh Talks Crypto, aka JTC in the Discord. So make sure to check him out. He's got a lot of stuff that he does on the various socials. He's on a lot around education. We learn how he got started in this space the kind of stuff that he's doing right now, projects for himself and for others, and just what the community means to him. There's a fun little Spider-Man quote reference in there, as well as uh, many other gems in this episode. So make sure to check it out. Please do like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you soon. Now we're live. Ooh. Oh my God, I'm scared, because I can't see. Oh, yeah. Like Maybe I could check on my phone if I can see where where are you live to Twitch or to TikTok live or? on Twitch so I'll see if people drop yeah. questions or stuff like that but I'm hoping yeah man let's throw it in alright well um, I'm going to do the, the whole intro kind of stuff separately as we discussed and, and whatnot. but uh, we'll pretend like we got into into a bit um, everybody we've got uh, the awesome JTC here Josh Talks Crypto welcome to the show thank you pleasure um, mate, we met in real life, which is kind of rare in this space when I was down in Melbourne. That was pretty awesome to, you know, get the little group together. Oh, look, it was really great. I think um, actually seeing people in person outside Discord, Twitter, because I think that's where most of crypto lives at the moment, right? It's it's yeah. kind of good to connect. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the crazy thing as well is that um, we some of the other people that we met in that group and we had drinks at, uh, was it Madame Brussels or something? You know, they're all doing awesome things as well, like PD with Gemini.io and um, the NFT folks from NFT Melbourne. So it is really good to meet in real life and stuff. Had you, you know, had you done much um, of that beforehand? Like, had you met up with other people um, before that event, like in real life? I think that was probably my first event, I would say, uh, in real life. Heaps of different sort of rocking up to other people's podcasts, YouTube chats, interviews, but... I think because of COVID as well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely. Um, oh, it was def- no, definitely it was definitely uh, you know that gap in the market and stuff that it needed to be filled. Everyone was like missing real um, life touch, and yeah, it was all novel when Zoom calls were all the rage, you know, and you could work from home, but it got old pretty quick. So all good, but um, mate. So how did you get started in this space? Like, where where was your Web three and blockchain calling? Where did that come from? Oh, that's a that's a interesting question. I would say I first got into crypto in two thousand and seventeen. You know, from pure buying, selling tokens, that whole aspect, right? And um, you know, historically, obviously, come from a background of finance, risk, and insurance. I've worked in banks. I'm a qualified financial advisor. I've got a very industry finance heavy background of risk and financial services, right? And um, I used to play crypto on the side. And then um, before that life, I actually started out with a computer science degree. So I did a little bit of Python many, many years ago, did a little bit of coding. And then I swapped from that to finance and moved away from it. I kind of wish I finished that whole degree. It would would have helped even more now, but um, I'm picking it all back up again. And uh, there came a turning point where I stopped looking at crypto as crypto. And I looked at it as blockchain technology and it it changed my relationship with not looking at it as just an investing thing to buy and Mm -hmm. to sell, but something Mm -hmm. to build with. And then as I started to do that over the last two years, I stumbled onto TikTok 
And my wife's like, I look at these people talking about financial advice. I'm like, people can't talk about financial advice on TikTok, or well, they were. And then I stumbled onto people talking about crypto. And I just noticed no one was actually talking about the blockchain technology. It was buying and selling. It was sort of heavy on that and less on the other. So I saw an opportunity of just talking a little bit more sensible approaches to cryptocurrency as well as Mm -hmm. blockchain technology. So I started out with TikTok and then I had YouTube. Now I've got a website. Now people want to build dApps with me and it's uh, happening really fast. So it's, um, it's really crazy. When, um, you know, that, that moment that you get in and you realize that, oh, you know, this is not just um, currency and or this is not just like trading in, in that sense. There's more to it. There's actually the blockchain technology that sits behind it. It really makes sense as to why, like, you know, this whole people are big on the Web3 kind of space. But, you know, we see a lot of critiques, right? It's, it's not easy to uh, kind of um, ignore that. And I guess, you know, they, they get a lot of... Uh, leeway with um the stuff that they see it's very easy to point to scams and issues in the space but it's all still really early i mean what do you think about that like what do you think about the fud the fear uncertainty the doubt in the space at the moment one way i'd I'd talk about this without using the word crypto or anything right Mm -hmm. where we really are right now is this is the startup world every drop the word crypto everything you're looking at from nft to, to whatever project, they're all yep. startups. This is That's startup it. land. That's what yep. this is. But it's built on a blockchain and there's yeah. a technology behind it. And because the blockchain allows, you know, anonymity for people mm. to be anonymous in some cases, people mm-hmm. take advantage of that, right? Because there's hype around it. It's yep. kind of like it's the dot-com boom, except anyone can start a booming project, right? Yeah. And you know what? Some of the best projects with moderate marketing approaches have been the best. And that's in NFTs. They're really shining there, right? Mm. But really, and I say this with any sort of investment, whether you're into crypto, finance, cars, Mm. travel, whatever, there's Mm. three or four names, maybe five, depending, right? Mm. And these names will have the the most strongest community Mm -hmm. and technology and purpose. And they're the ones that gobble up the market share. Facebook, right? It's losing it now. Um, yeah. Ford, at one stage, motor vehicles, Ford, you know, the major manufacturers around the world, BMW, et cetera, they still hold market share, but look at what Tesla's doing, right? Same mm. with this startup world of crypto. There'll be four or five projects in different fields that will just gobble up market share. Love or hate Bitcoin, it's got the market share. Love yeah. or hate Ethereum, it's got the market share. doesn't mean it's just going to be one, but they're, they're all startups. Some are much further in their journey. So when you look at all of these different crypto projects, Mm. Don't buy into the FUD, but also don't buy into the marketing. Think smart yeah. about it. Think, what has this startup got? What, what is its purpose and what is the technology? And how is it great? The beautiful thing about Web3 is you don't need to actually have, you can have a lot of inspiration. You can learn a lot of skills fast and get into this mm. industry. Front-end web development, artists, yeah. there's so many yeah. aspects to actually build on the blockchain. And, and the accessibility for building is just, I talk about it all the time. I started a series on teaching people how to do programming, right? Really We've seen that. Rust, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. some stuff on Solana. I won't name drop the projects I like, but the, the main thing is the barriers to learn is actually zero. I know yeah. there's heaps of paid content out there, but there's actually even more free content. You yep. could literally pick up your education on how to learn to program online for free. 
You could learn blockchain, you can go to foundations and you can build. And the beauty about it is you can actually build and spend no money. You, you need an internet connection, of course, on a computer. Sure. But yeah. you can go on testnet, develop a net. Yeah. You can build, practice. You can launch your own, all, all your own NFTs and practice it for free. And when you're ready to take it to the real market, then you need to pay, obviously, a little bit of gas and stuff. But you can do all this for free. And I think when people start to mm. realize that, yeah. they go, wow. It's, it's really, not the really same. It's not the same as the Web2 world where you need, oh, you want to do a test server. Well, we've got to spin something up on Amazon. Then you got to pay for all that. And, you know, there's no, there's none of this Robston testnet service, which is, you know, that's a testnet and a mainnet. You know, people will obviously, they'll, they'll learn about that kind of stuff. But you're right. Like you can spin up and learn and test something. And there's free stuff on YouTube, for goodness sake. Like you can follow the instructions, whether it's the stuff that you're putting out on, on your socials like TikTok and Twitch and all that, but or people that you know have stuff on youtube and you just follow step by step and here's the github code if you get stuck but it's probably better if you do follow step by step because you can learn along the way like a really great one i've seen is um one where you can actually learn how to do a bit of react with a test net it's connecting to your metamask and you set up some dummy accounts and you can send fake eth back and forth with this account and you can see the transactions in the background um, or you can see a list of the transactions. So it teaches you how to pull from the blockchain. And to your point, like once your mind kind of, you know, even before you could just watch a video and see, you don't have to get your hands uh, dirty, but you can just see how the blockchain works as a big old computer. It's crazy. But back to your point, we say to that, that to people all the time as well, take away the tokens, the protocols, the currency word out of it. These are projects. So I like how you, you know, you go into um, the way to view uh, projects there and no, we're not going to get into like, wh which are your favorite ones? We won't give those away and stuff. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because like you said, you're building uh, stuff in this space as well. And you've come from an interesting background and we'll go back to that. But just in terms of the building stuff, I mean, can you tell uh, us a little bit more about some of the projects that you're, um, you know, that you've got out there, some of the websites and stuff? Yeah, so uh, predominantly, I would say I get a lot of call-outs for me to help build NFT projects. Um, mm -hmm. So there's there's two applications to what I do, really, from a mm. services perspective. Um, a lot of people ring me up or contact me to do the tokenomics. So in the background, they'll come up with an approach, nice. a vision, a scope, an NFT project or some other crypto project, and they'll go, how do we get the tokenomics right? So it's a little mm -hmm. bit of analytical analyst looking at tokenomics, looking at supply, a little bit of economics, et cetera. And I talk about different models they can use. So I do that in the background. Um, mm -hmm. I sign sometimes a lot of agreements where I can't talk about what I'm doing with a few. I'm working with three projects at the moment. Um, two of them are mainly surrounding not DeFi products, but very interesting type of things that are going to be launching in the next four to six months. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my time is spent in tokenomics, but I do have a few clients that want the full risk suite conversation of I've got a vision, but how do I get this NFT off the ground? And then yeah. I take them through different types of canvases, different types of strategies. And depending on how complicated it is, if it's very simple, I might do some of the dev work. But most of the projects I've had probably need three or four devs to, to get it done. Um, and then obviously I have the, the project I'm trying to launch, which is Keep Cats on the side as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the most interesting thing I, I find with people think about launching their own startup, right, mm. is... Everyone thinks it's as easy as launching 10,000 NFTs and it's actually quite a lot more. And, and the hardest thing about all of this isn't the vision, it's actually marketing and execution. Yep. Yep. And people, it's easy to create a vision. I can create one right now of a project, right? But marketing 
and that execution is the hardest thing. And what I try to tell people is whilst you can build for free, if you don't have a developer, you need to pay developers, right? And yep. there is an expense to that. And depending on how you raise capital, there's different ways you can approach that. But what people need to realize is every time you want to add utility or function to your NFT, it ups the price tag of what you need to build. It doesn't yeah. mean you need to launch your project straight away with all the utility. You can scale it up. Mm-hmm. But having that understanding and that canvas and how you're going to go to market is very, very important. Um, I would say, though, in terms of the most interesting project that I've got at the moment is it's kind of like a, it's one of the something and, and earn projects. I can't say the first part because okay. they haven't yep. gone over the marketing. That's at cool. the moment, it's really big, right? The most interesting one I saw, though, is Move to Earn, which is Step In, yeah. if you don't know that project. Yep. That yep. was a fantastic yep. idea, bringing in the concept of you getting healthy and earning crypto, right? Fantastic. I think there's a few more something and earns to come. Obviously, Definitely. I'm doing Learn and Earn. I've talked yeah. about that a lot, but yep. there's a fair few good projects. And to be honest, I think some of the most interesting projects have been focused on community first rather than the earning part. And then mm-hmm. they bring it in, and they're the most successful ones. D Gods NFT. We had OK, Be- OK Bears. I'm sure some people aren't okay yeah. minting that. If you know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're the most interesting ones, I would say. No, that's that's a very interesting point there, because you know the way that the market kind of has played out, people have realised over time that. Um, and look, I see that, and probably there's more nuance nuance to this, but um, there's the types of projects. One, which is just the meme. And meme only, where it's only because of popularity and, you know, you can call it Ponzi-nomics if you want to be derogatory to it. And But some of them are, and we just can't get rid of them. But there's the ones that, upon, and they'll just say that, Ponzi-nomics, but then they add utility later on because they've gotten popular, thinking like bored apes and stuff like that. You know, they got really popular. Maybe the utility is going to be there, you know, with Yuga Labs and what they're going to do. And then there's the ones that build with utility first. And a lot of people, you know, find it hard to how will number one and two kind of work out, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Like, it's just very hard for that to even number three, you building with utility only. I mean, there's a lot of competition in the space. There's 18,000 plus different projects that are out there, but, um, you know, do you, do you, do you think that, uh, you know, the way that things are kind of playing out that um, do you see utility coming up as like something um, people are going to be into more like NFTs of, you know, there's a lot of debate around like, oh, have they lost their popularity? NFTs are over. Well, first of all, a lot of people don't understand that NFTs aren't just for the artwork, right? There's much more to it and stuff. They're digital tickets to the, you know, the ticks of the digital future, but um what are your kind of thoughts on like where this space uh, is going with the different types of projects that are out there? Like the to earn, the something to earn um, is good, but do you think it goes more towards utility? Are we moving more along like the same line that we're doing right now and just getting rid of like, yeah, what, what are your just general thoughts? Yeah, so I think going back to 2018 to 2020, Mm-hmm. DeFi was the rage. DeFi is still a rage, right? But it was really the rage. And the ICO craziness that happened with that, right? That was a whole season in itself. And now it's NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. What I've noticed is the pace is increasing. So what would have been a roadmap for an NFT project? Get your staking out in a year and then this happens with the roadmap. People want that in three months. People want that earn part back first, right? Yeah. You have the people that are there for the community. You now have these DGen art flippers that flip the NFTs. 
but everyone's chasing that earn aspect. And it's kind of like the high yield craze that we had last year with debasing mm. projects, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a high degree of people trying to do the Lambo approach to NFTs, but sometimes they fail to see what the utility can bring. I think the challenge with all of the NFT projects at the moment is tokenomics, right? Yeah. Yeah. And getting that right, because depending on what sort of NFT community or project you are, there's different challenges. The ultimate challenge in any project, especially in GameFire, which is where I'm trying to work in at the moment with a project, mm-hmm. two projects actually, one being my own, is security. Security is the biggest thing. We've had so many hacks on the Ronin network, Axies, yeah. all the other sort of Ethereum-based networks have been hacked. And there are a couple of ways you can resolve the security vulnerabilities, actually. Mm-hmm. I won't go into what they are or how to resolve them on live. That would be a bit dangerous, but... Um, I think we could think of a better way to secure liquidity pools, whether that is in gaming fire or not. And until that comes, you're not going to really bring in stronger institutional investment because that's the fear when you get into those projects, right? I think what you're seeing from the general user is you've got people that get NFTs and are there yep. for the long-term utility. Yep. And then you've got the people there that are, are chasing what the TikTok videos say to do, buy this, sell it here, do that, right? Yeah. which is not really the side of it. I think the challenge is all around keeping the community engaged because NFTs is kind of like a video game or an art show. If you don't keep the user growth going, you don't fund the liquidity pools, you don't fund the rewards, and then you have crashes, right? And Axie's had a few challenges with that, with the Super Love yeah. Potion token, NFT and land sale you know, infrastructure. From a mathematics point of view, it's actually really hard to balance that pay-in, pay-out system because if you really think about it, Someone's earning is someone else's paying. If you take out all the mass, right? If you keep it that simple, it's not, but that's how it works. And what keeps that going is user growth. So you need things to be sustainable. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and the way they do that is a good company, right? They, they build in expansion, but they've got to build it faster. Um, I'll use World of Warcraft. I know a lot of people know what that is, right? Yep, yep. You get out vanilla WoW. Then you get the next expansion pack. You keep users excited. And every expansion pack, it's more growth, more NFTs, more function, more utility. And mm-hmm. if you don't keep that roadmap going and the pace fast, and I think the pace at the moment is three to six months. If you don't have something new on the horizon, wow. you, lose, you lose users. So if you want a DeFi product or an NFT product in specifically with DeFi yeah. application, yeah. you need a lot of money in marketing and sustainability. And, and I think the ones that are doing it well are, you got the prime movers, right? Board Ape Yacht Club, mm-hmm. you, you Labs, they're buying everything up and they're growing, right? But just like Ethereum is the prime mover, if it doesn't keep up pace with DeFi, you get things like Luna coming along, stealing market share. So if you're a creator or you're a hunter for one of those great projects is seeing that roadmap. But the challenge is building fast opens security risk. And that's why we see so many flaws happening, right? You got to build Absolutely. so fast for your demand and it's really challenging. And if everyone just remembers the biggest risk to this whole place, if you're looking at this as an investor, protecting Mm -hmm. wealth is more important than actually investing. That's the number one goal. And if you don't understand security or what the project is, you know, there's so many risks out there. Mate, it's massive. And you're right. Like that whole protecting wealth thing, um, not getting into it is definitely not investment advice, but you hear it from financial advisors when you watch like ASX type, um, you know, um, conferences and stuff that it's, it's, yeah, you can make money 
it's harder to keep it. And I think it rings true in this space as well. And so it's very interesting that you said like security um, is a big part there because that's the thing, like it's very easy to FOMO into this space, but if you don't um, have the security, what's the point? And I think the mistakes that have happened and the scams and all that kind of stuff, look, it's bad, but in many years time, hopefully it becomes like this feature of the system that because it was so open, and yeah, scams are bad and they happen, but because it was so open, we saw and we could really see, I mean, we can see where the scammers take the money and like put them into other NFTs and other wallets. Like you don't see that in the traditional market. So hopefully it actually becomes a feature where we can learn from and, you know, do a lot more with. And hopefully with people like yourself out there um, pushing out the education and many others, like we can really help others understand a to not be scared and b you know to make sure that you have those uh kind of protections and stuff um you know where where we uh have like uh projects like yours like the the keep cats and stuff like that where can people um look for that and like what kind of channels uh do, do you have out there in the socials because you get quite out there it's, it's really good like i mean we're definitely learning a lot from what what it is that you do we're, we haven't touched twitch just yet and we were speaking about that before the call but um what are all the socials that you're on then? Yeah, there's, there's a few now. Um, so I've got YouTube, Twitch, yeah. TikTok. I've got a Instagram and uh, Discord. So a fair different types of communities nice. that I use to create videos, sometimes jokes, educational things. When I get into longer items such as what's happening from a macroeconomics perspective, I try to do that in lives and talk to audiences. And then when it's more detailed things, probably use Twitch and YouTube to do demonstrations and videos, right? Wow. Um, I would say the main thing, though, is I'm trying to spread the word of looking at crypto as blockchain technology. I know I still nice. use the word crypto a lot. It's even in my mind because I talk crypto because that's what people hear, yep. right? Yep. But there's so much more to learn from it. And I guess, you know, and I'll put this question back to you, uh, Mark. Go, you think go about ahead. the first time you got back into crypto, right? And I remember yeah. what 2017 was like. Yeah. It was uh, rug pulls were happening. They weren't quite defined as they are now. You would learn your mistakes by doing your mistakes, right? There was mm. not like an easy point of education, understanding the importance of security keys, understanding of having multiple wallets. You mm-hmm. learn from the mistakes. There's not sort of like an education crash course of get into crypto this way. And I've been rugged when I first got into it. I've transferred to the wrong wallet. And what I want to do is have for free that education so people can make a start to understand the risks of the space, nice. right? Yeah. So I'm really big on that. And when I created KeepCats, um, the whole purpose of KeepCats is to have a subtle element of education, right? To mm-hmm. teach people some of these things, but turn it into a cool game because I'm a gamer. I'm on Twitch, obviously. And I want to build something like WoW, sort of video game, online, massive multiplayer, with mm. on-chain abilities, that means writing to the blockchain with NFTs as well as a gaming infrastructure, right? Fantastic. So it is a pretty big vision, but the whole thing has a subtle bit of education built into it as well, teaching people about it in different markets. Because in reality, um, the newer gen- generations to come are going to really launch blockchains, right? Yeah, Our kids yeah. are going to really be even more deeper. And as you go down through other generations of tech, this is going to expand a lot, right? There's so many people building on blockchains already. And, you know... I've already started giving Bitcoin to my kids, right? <laughs> I've got a little bit Fantastic. of a thing. This is funny. I've yeah. got a, ch- a chore board. So uh, when we have better communication, because they're very young still, I'm going to give yeah. them two options. Have some pocket money or have some Bitcoin, but you can't touch it till you're 18. 
this okay. is a boring, boring finance approach, but that's how I'm going to teach the kids the importance about it. But I just think there's so much opportunity here for people not to have the harsh journey that we have, because this is the journey for some people, right? They get into Even, crypto, yeah, they hear about yeah. Dogecoin, right? Yep. They probably yep. buy Dogecoin thinking, wow, I've got a Dogecoin. Or they buy an NFT, they get rugged by a mint, and they get their first rug experience and think all oh, crypto is a scam. Yeah. But that's only one experience because they've gone right into the wild west. It is the wild west out there. And I say this a lot, but because we're in the startup world and it's blockchain technology and crypto, pull your pants up. It's a blood sport, right? And if you don't go in there knowing <laughs> it's going to be a fight out there, you got to have your wits. you got to be street smart yeah. in this place. And it's not like create a bank account and send money from one bank account to another. No, no. You're the bank. You're everything. There's no one you can call to if there's a mistake. Sovereignty. Yeah. Right. With all this great options for power and control comes the great responsibility. And I think people don't realize that. That's Spider-Man, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think what I what I hate to see is people. What, mm. what I'd love to see is this. I call it the Australian pub test. If I go okay. into Outback Victoria, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I go into a pub and I hear in the pub people talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum and layer ones one day, then, you know, mass adoptions hit. Yeah. You might go out into the pub. No one will speak about it. But one, one person will say, I know Bitcoin and that dog coin, right? And that's the sad thing right now. That's what people yeah. will say. What do you know about crypto? Oh, there's pictures that scam you and there's a dog coin. That's what they think. Maybe <laughs> it needs to, to change. change. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And and you're absolutely right. Like, um, you know, you even see in the mainstream media and the stuff that we we talk to people in the, the mainstream media. We did, you know, our fighting FUD video on Ausbiz the other week and um done some other stuff just to help educate that there's a whole lot more to the data than what you see in the headlines. There's a whole lot more to this space in terms of building than what you hear about in the mainstream kind of news. There's there's so much more under the hood. But your point there, I think, is very important around the education because we have all had our um, good and bad and uh, kind of experiences. And if you've only had good, you know, great, good, good on you and stuff, that, that's very lucky, but it's such a rare kind of case. But, you know, like they say that um, crypto, all these projects are, because they're open source and we've learned this from the open source world, it ends up being building blocks for others. So no one starts building stuff from scratch. No, you've got your layer ones, you've got the blockchain. And now some people are even building on the layer twos, which are the apps that are built on the blockchain. So they call it Legos, right? But I think um, the learning Legos is massively important because if everyone is just bound to make the mistakes that we have in the past, then it's still, you know, it's not good enough. Like we need to have that education out there so people can learn from us. They'll, they'll make their own mistakes. That's fine, right? But at least they've gone further than um, doing all the stuff that we had to do. So that's that's awesome, man. And, um, you know, the, the key thing with, I guess, all of this is like if um, people uh, want to learn about it, it's all about community, right? Like you've got the community you're growing. We've got the community that we're growing but we're all connected somehow through calls like this, through meeting up in real life and stuff. But, you know, what does community um, mean to you, uh, Josh? Like, you know, when did you really feel like this place is all about community and how do you kind of define community? If someone from the outside was to ask you about, um, you know, community in blockchain and Web3. I think it's the same as any industry, right? Mm -hmm. These things are powered by people, Right. And people are the center of communities. And people come together in communities for different things, right? Religion, sport, yep. professions, industries. Um, but we don't really come all together and talk about money, do we? 
But don't all talk about our fine. Well, unless you work in the finance industry, very <laughs> exceptions, right? We don't talk about the importance of taking control of things, getting new skills, growing. And when I look at blockchain technology, it's kind of like people have the meeting grounds of their own little LinkedIn's, right? Mm. Really into DeFi and really into NFTs and really into learning coding, whatever. Blockchain brings all these different communities together. So if you think about what the technology is, mm. it's innovating different industries. But we all come together to talk about the same operating system because we all use iPhones. I'm just using it as an example, right? We all use blockchain tech. So when I think about community, I think about how do you bring those people together and have meaningful conversations? And that's what I see community as, coming together, centering about a purpose together. And you can be in many different communities. You might be a DGN art person right into NFTs but have a huge interest into what's happening and being built right? You might yeah. be huge into DeFi, or you just want to connect with other people in your country, in your state or globally around the, you know, the topic or product. So I think what people fail to realize is things like Discord are really, really powerful, but all these powerful community tools, you also need a little bit of education to know there's a lot of scams on them because they know people are congregating around them, right? And um, I, th I think what people need to realize is this isn't just the normal type of community where you can go to the pub and find them. You need to be online and you need to be savvy. So when I think about community, it's kind of like there's not one community beating another. They all have mm -hmm. different things that they meet around and you might be a part yep. of different communities. And yeah. the most important part is just like blockchains, interoperability, right? Connecting. Spot on. And I think that if um, you know, you're part of a community, then you really need to feel like you belong there. And if it's not, if you don't get the right kind of fit, look, no love lost, just move on and find um, something else. But if there's a community that really speaks to you and helps you and you're getting something out of it and you're getting more out of it than you're putting in, then that's a beautiful kind of thing. And like, it becomes really true that the, you know, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole in this case um, when you do that. But I like the fact that, you know, um, you think about interoperability as well, because like, that's what it really is about. We can't do this alone. There's no, it's not like, Hey, every, Oh, look, there, there will be the version of like the popular, you know, blockchain layer one or layer two, the Facebook type thing, but not doing Facebook type things. Although, you know, we're human. Um, there are going to be mistakes that happen in the future. There is no perfect system, but as long as what we're doing is better than yesterday, I think it's going to be great. And um, I love the idea of the pub tests. So we'll have to do that in, say, regional New South Wales um, or even overseas. Who, who knows where you end up one day out in the jungle somewhere and then someone's talking about layer ones and twos and daps and stuff <laughs> um, while well, you're lost as, as a tourist somewhere. But, mate, that, that's awesome. I think we'll wrap up here. We'll, we'll make sure to uh, share all the links to your projects, to your socials, um, and, you know, how people can uh, reach out to you and hopefully, you know, uh, they become part of your audience or watch your live streams. And more importantly, I hope that they learn from the stuff that you've uh, done yourself and come before coming from like being a trade by person, traditional finance uh, to being a DeFi advocate. I think we both wear the same kind of hat in that sense, um, given like my background and stuff. So it's always really cool to talk to like-minded people, but mate, you've been in it a lot longer. So I've got so much more to learn from you, but for now, mate, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Mark. It's been a pleasure.
There you go, folks. What a cool show. And make sure to tune in to Josh's socials, which we'll link in the show notes below. There's plenty there and you can learn more about the stuff that he's doing. Make sure to check out uh, the stuff that we're doing as well. So we've got the website and the newsletter and more importantly, the Discord where all the cool chatter goes on. And uh, we've got a bit of a growing list of videos now too. So please do like, share and subscribe. Check out those links, jump on in, and let's continue the conversation.